Welcome to another episode of So Rare in the States Baseball. This is Chris, the MLS card guy, as always, joined by my co-host, the Emmy Award winner. His name is Trippin' B. How are you today, buddy? I'm great, Chris. Uh, having a good old time and ready to talk some ball. Full disclosure, we're recording. In the, we usually record at night. We're recording in the morning, so uh, I haven't even had my coffee yet, let's be honest. So anything I say uh, can but please will not be used against me. <laughs> it's the reverse for me, right? Like it's normally I'm the one who doesn't know what I'm saying because it's nighttime. Uh, but now it's it's you who doesn't know who, what you're saying. So should be a fun episode. Hopefully we're, we got a lot of stuff to go ahead and get into. And we're going to start things off uh, with the playoff race, right? We're just going to preview everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, field set we know who the teams are going to be we know basically which teams are going to play which weekend now which is really nice for setting lineups doesn't normally break down this nicely and this easily with two games to go we kind of know everything now um there's a cup there's like one race that's still technically going on which is the nl east with the braves needing one more win or one more met loss to clinch that race um, but otherwise we know pretty much who's going to be where and what weekend that they're going to be playing on um so let's start right there where what is the uh outside of the nl east obviously we we don't technically know that one but we know uh houston the yankees are going to be having the buys in the american league dodgers and then whoever wins that nl east probably the braves are going to be getting the buy in the nl side of things so that leaves st louis to probably the mets san diego and philadelphia on the nl side and cleveland Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa Bay on the NL side or the AL side, excuse me. Um, so I guess we'll start right there. Which which one of those eight teams that are playing on a wild card weekend are you gonna go ahead and get that stack of and try to try to kind of pin everything on that team advancing to the next round? Oh man, uh, put me on the spot. We're coming I, out I don't swinging, I, baby. As, yeah, as, as I, I I've I've slowed down my my baseball card buying recently because I've just kind of felt like my teams are set and not, and not knowing which way I want to go. But I might be able able or have to. I have enough players in in the the division series, and I think hopefully in the in the wild card round that maybe I would only have to buy one or two more to have some decent lineups. Which I will say, props to so rare. The the prize pools for the wild card look nice. They basically didn't didn't lower the amount of prizes whatsoever. Which is wild. And there's going to be yeah. a lot fewer lineups that you're competing right. with. So this this could be a, <laughs> right. a a good weekend. So it might be worth it to invest in one or two more cards uh, just mm -hmm. to fill out a good lineup. But to answer your question, I think I got to go with that Blue Jays Mariners uh, series is where I kind of already have a few pieces. And I like the idea of, of getting to play Houston in the next round. Obviously that there's a, there's a still a chance these matchups in the American league can change. I think if I'm at the time of recording, I believe it's a one and a half game lead right now in the For American Seattle league. Over Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To keep, to keep these matchups the same. So a few things would have to change in the last two games of the season. So let's just assume this is set. Seattle uh, Toronto looks nice for me because it's a lot of offense. I have Logan Gilbert though, who I think is a great pitcher. So he should be able to get a good start in at the same time. I think I can get a lot of runs from the blue Jays. I have uh Teoscar Hernandez and then, yeah, I, th I think that's good. Tampa Bay Cleveland is kind of a series. I'll mostly ignore. I just, I have uh, a Pete Fairbanks, I think, and that's, that's it. I, I don't really see myself buying a ton of guardians or rays because the the ultimate prize for win you can probably have a good uh some good players will have some good performances in that wild card round but ultimately there's not a whole lot of utility in the next round going on to play the Yankees I don't think I I think that those cards would kind of be dead even even though you could put them in lineup in the DS so 
that's uh, where I stand over. Those are the the ones I'm watching the most. And most of my cards, my, my gallery is really National League based, just kind of randomly. I have tons of NL cards and not a lot of AL cards. And I, it's funny because I grew up as an AL. I'm an AL fan. I grew up. I'm a. I am a Rangers fan. I, I grew up always saying, "Oh, the AL is way better." Uh, the NL, blah, uh, you know, DH and all that. Uh, I didn't like pitchers hitting back in the day. So, um, I think I need to get a few more Blue Jays. Basically, is what it, is what it boils down to. It might be finally time to invest at the worst possible time to go buy Bichette and Guerrero. Who knows? Uh, they're, they're certainly going to come with a premium if you're trying to get them on the market. So yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. The NL, think- the NL wild cards. What do you think on that side? I think there's obviously some good players and you have a few cards on these teams, right? Yeah. I mean, to your point, I think it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see what the premium is that, that gets put on these guys. Now, that we know it's going to be a pretty decent prize pool and not a ton of people are going to have full teams to play. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of, a, a lot of guys. Uh, my gallery is kind of spread out. I do have a Philly stack. So that stack will probably be in play a little bit. I don't love them playing St. Louis, but you know, it is what it is. And then the Mets and Padres, I don't have, I don't think I have any Mets or Padres, which is kind of weird. Um, I think my strategy was more so to buy undervalued players on bad teams, which now that it comes playoff time is not great for me because most of my players are done. I have a lot of Royals. I have a lot of Tigers. I have a lot of White Sox. I have a lot of Reds, uh, Cubs. Uh, So like I have a bunch of teams that are just not in the playoffs. The one team that I do have a lot of that is in the playoffs is Atlanta and they won't be in that first weekend. So I could probably make two full Atlanta stacks. Um, from the starting pitching, relief pitching, and then have like half the order in one one stack, half the order in the other stack. So that'll be um, that'll be interesting come next weekend. But for this weekend, I think my best bet is probably the Guardians. I think I, I have a I have a common Guardian stack. Uh, oh. I have three different Guardians in my common team, which is well, pretty you, nice. You're looking good for the that special common competition that we're going to talk yeah. about in a little bit coming up. Later. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely throwing them there. Um, and then, yeah, I, I have a few, I have a few Mariners in the, in the team as well. Not really any Rays or Blue Jays. So yeah, I might be struggling to put together like one or two lineups this weekend. And then next weekend, I'll probably get three out there. Uh, if we're lucky, I, I don't, I don't think I'll be too high though. I don't think I'll be in super rare. I think my super rare teams may be done at this point. So we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how, how everything shakes out. I have not set my lineups yet, but, uh, so we that talk- NL, that NL, that NL uh, wild card, the four five with the presumably the Mets and, and the Padres. And that's a great series. And that's a great series. And then the winner of that goes on to play the Dodgers, which is even better. Atlanta just kind of slides over to the, to the other side and gets to play the winner of the Cardinals Phillies, who I think are the two worst teams in the NL to make the playoffs. So I'm, I'm not complaining as a Braves fan and we can talk, a little bit about this series because I have some thoughts on the series this past weekend that determined who was going to be on that easy side and who was going to be on that hard side. Um, I think the Mets completely fluffed their lines here. I think they they threw away the series, and and uh, it uh, comes back to one decision for me. And I said this before the series. If you want references, you can go to Alec, who's the co-host of our, our new Sower Basketball podcast. Um, we were talking about this before the series, and I said, look. This is a big mistake to move DeGrom up a day and to move Scherzer up a day to match basically the Braves one and two with your one and two because you have the lead, right? Essentially going into this, you have a game and a half lead because 
if they had won at least one game, they'd have the tiebreaker and they would have been up two games. So if, if we had won two out of three, it would have been tied, but they would have had the tiebreaker. Right. So that's really all that they needed to do was come out of this series with a tie and a tiebreaker. And then they control their own destiny against the nationals, right? Like easy, easy, easy win. So moving them up to match the one and two, you're asking for trouble because if you can get like freed is going to be tough to beat for anybody. And I, I get DeGrom and Scherzer are going to be tough to beat for anybody too, but somebody has got to win that game. And now you've, it, once you get through that day, assuming that you don't win, you've now burned DeGrom mm-hmm. instead of if you just let freed go out and he wins game one and you say, okay, great. Like you burned your ACE, but we've got our two aces going the next two mm-hmm. days and we only need to win one of the two then like you're, you're good, right? You should win one of those two games. And especially watching that game on Sunday night, Morton gave up three runs in the first two innings. And I texted yeah. Alec and I said, if they had pit Scherzer in this game, this game is over right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's over. He's not giving up three runs. And sure enough, the Braves come back. And I think it was pretty quick that they got the lead back. Um, yeah. And I, I was just like, Dansby. that's just poor management. Dan- it's just Dansby poor and management. Olsen came through big time, you know? And and granted, like we Dansby hit a home run off of all three of their starters, and Olsen hit a home run off of I think all three of their starters, maybe their reliever on Sunday. Um, but yeah, they both homered in all three games, which is Amazing. absurd. Um, which is, but I I think that's all on the Mets. I think that's just poor. You, you know, you're moving your guys up so they're getting less rest, so they're not quite as effective. And I I think going in with essentially a game and a half lead, the only thing you can't do is get swept. That's the only thing you got to give yourself the best chance to win one game, if not maybe two. And they just didn't do it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because Alec had some different thoughts. He said you should move them up so that you match one, two and you go head to head, basically. Um, What are your thoughts about that? I think it's like you said, the you they put themselves in a must win situation when they didn't need to necessarily it wasn't truly a must win because they had the lead like you said like the Mets kind of made it seem like a play an early playoff series but they didn't take into account the fact that it was it was not a playoff series it was it was a spot where they and, just needed to hold their ground and it was all on the road yeah. right right like you should you should be losing two out of three on the road yeah right? exactly but you just need to win the one so give Correct. yourself put your best up against at least one of their not best. I think that just makes all the sense in the world. That's just kind of a basic game theory move that you and I seem to see eye to eye, eye, to eye on that probably you, you, there's an argument to see it different. And you hate, you know, if you hate to be results based and if, if Scherzer had gone out and won and Grom had gone, gone out and won their games, you know, everyone would be saying, Oh, the Mets did, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people would be saying, so, Oh, the Mets, they stepped up and put their guys in tough position and it paid off, you know? So a lot of the analysis gets results based in the end, but just going into it in a vacuum, I like the idea of, of when you're protecting a lead like that, don't sit there and make it see, don't add extra urgency because there's going to be plenty of urgency down the road. Now they got a lot of urgency, uh, uh, bookings of this Padres in a three game wildcard series. So don't like add pressure onto yourself when you don't necessarily need to. It, it's certainly not in, in any sport. I don't think that's good, but definitely not in baseball. So didn't work out for him. And now the Braves are looking, they still have to, as of the time it's recording, they still have to get a magic in one more with, yeah. yeah. With, so there's five different ways to get that one. So I think they're probably going to get it. We can talk as if they're going to get it. And we're both, we're both, you're a Braves fan. I am just a Braves appreciator and we both have big Braves stacks. You mentioned Olsen and Dansby. Those guys were huge for me this week. It's so rare. Took me to uh, four, I got fourth place in limited pro 
with a brave stack and uh the and i won on i won a brave i won a rare max freed with uh i it's funny because i because olsen's homer got me to second place olsen's late homer put me in second place and i was looking i was like nice i'm in second this is great i just i just need a few more i'm thinking like how can i get to first right but then i looked behind me and the two people <laughs> behind me that were chasers one had minter and one had Jansen. So I'm like, this is great for the Braves, but I need them to bust this open and get this out of a safe situation, <laughs> ASAP. But they they couldn't pull that off. Acuna, for all the good Braves hitting, Acuna is not really popping off just yet, but he could that could he could get some uh, the benefit of some rest here and be really nice for the, the DS series. But so Minter came in, his hold skipped one player over me, then Jansen's save skipped another player over me. But then Jansen's save actually got me into the rewards uh, in a different division, so I won a Tier 5 there. So all in all, I'm loving the Braves. Uh, I, I can't wait for the division series as well because hopefully Solware keeps the reward pool up next next round also like they did here for this wildcard round because I think uh, – We have the same number I, of teams. We'll yeah. both Yeah, we'll both be able to benefit there with our, with our Braves – stacks that we have going the other guy who was in that big lineup for me I, that i got a shout out which helps me circle back to your your earlier point of the markups is teoscar hernandez he had an 80 point week i mean mm. that's just absolutely crushing it like 30 is good so 80 is ab absolutely on fire and so obviously he had the big week which is going to pump his price up a little bit but i'm looking at what we might call like the playoff markup for guys that you know are playing in these playoff series. Tay Oscar Hernandez, Blue Jays outfielder, sweet swing and slugger. He's he's a really awesome player. He's he's uh L5 of 17, which you know we don't really care too much about L5 in baseball, but he uh for the season he's averaging like eight points per game. So pretty nice for your game weeks. So he sold two days ago for 0.048. So let's call it 0.5. He sold within the last two weeks. He's been selling at 0 0.03, 0 0.04, now 0 0.05. If you look now on the market, the cheapest Tay Oscar, there's five for sale, rare, 0.3. So that's a, a 6X markup for what he's normally yeah. been, been trading Those at. Those aren't selling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those won't sell. But, Those aren't but, selling. Well, we'll see. But how bad do people want it and how much can people get? folks to come down if it sold for 0.5 two days ago he's red hot and they are one of the few teams that they can put in the playoffs you know what uh what would you pay for for something like that what kind of markup would you pay on a 0.05 player that you felt like you had to have for a playoff lineup well you're asking me i'm a trader i don't pay markups like <laughs> i i sell into markups like yeah. this is the opposite of what i do um but if you're asking me what kind of markup i would expect if i had to ask hernandez i'd say like 20 30 percent like I, I would go like, I'd probably list it like 0 0.07, 0 0.065, somewhere in that neighborhood. And you got a decent shot at selling that right there. You're not going to sell for 0 0.3. Yeah, the 0.3s are like absolutely 0.07 for sure. 0 probably 0 one person put a 0.3 and then like two other people just decided to do it, do the same thing as well to see if yeah. it would work. But it'll, it'll yeah, never that's, work. That's dumb. Look, yeah, uh, no, another I, I wouldn't shed. do that. But Boba like Shed is is is, yeah. is posted for 0.4 after trading at 0.2 uh, a couple times last week. So we'll see. That's not as bad. That's not yeah. as bad. Like two X is not as bad as like that one was six X. You got to look yeah. at all these as percentages. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, marking something up six times is never going to sell. Two X, you never know. I mean, you might get an offer for you know 1.75 yeah it, i i've i've done it before like it, it's not it's not impossible and it's only it's the only um, one for sale right now so right, yeah like, right. like and there's no guerreros for sale so it's it's yeah it gets to that point where this this is where scarcity starts to matter this is kind of the where like you get in some real hardcore so rare when like 
it's like you kind of think of yourself as so rare. If you have the money, you can go buy any card you want, right? Like, oh, any card, like all the cards are available. Someone's selling it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we finally get into that time where there might not be somebody selling it because they just it's possible. Want, they but if want you the th- card more than you, so if you throw up a big enough offer, someone's going to sell. They, they might not have it listed, but if you throw up a big enough offer to like everybody that owns that card, one of them's going to take it. You know what well, I mean? Now we're getting into, into um, real whale stuff, but yeah, you're, you're probably yeah. right there. Well, yeah, I don't do that, but I hope people do that to me if they want any, any of my cards are for sale I, for the right price. I don't think we're seeing it in MLB right now, but I mean, there are maybe a little bit up at the uniques. Let, let's there probably is, but like in soccer, like especially with only 10 super rares in soccer compared to a hundred yeah. MLB, like oh, for in sure. soc- if you want a super rare soccer card, there is a really good chance that it may not may be not available. Ha- you to may you. not have it. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and we obviously don't have a hundred super, rare. like, even though it's, it's the scarcity is X of a hundred super rare in MLB. I- I'd have to look, real, I'd have to look it up, but there can't be more than 10 super rares of any one individual. I think there's not even five. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, I it's more like, I don't even yeah. think there's five. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a good point as far as like, you can, you can want the right player and you can have the idea to have the right player. But realistically, it's about supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. If there's no supply at all and everybody wants it, that the the price just continues to go up and up and up. That's what I, I think, think is this- is I think that's what caps like the price because people want it up to a certain price. Like they don't want to pay two hundred percent of what it was going for last week. Um, so yeah, I think that's where you won't just- see you won't see like the market have a huge big spike up. You'll just kind of see nothing sell because the people that have cards don't want to sell for more than, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to undercut themselves with the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the people that don't have cards are like, well, I would buy it, but it's too expensive. I can't, like, I'm not going to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I just say get, it, interesting. it just shows though, like get a team in like the, these rewards are, yeah. are really juicy for this, this wild you don't, round. I, and we hope, I don't we think hope you so. need a full team. Yeah, 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 exactly. Definitely put a team in, even if you don't have a, if you have like a, a relief pitcher who's not on a playoff team, that should not stop you from submitting a team, obviously. I mean, you don't get any points from relievers anyway, typically, right. unless so you're Kenley Jansen getting three saves on a row against the Mets. Again, we've got we've got three days. This is obviously going to go up, but there's currently 100 rewards in Rare Pro for 93 people that are registered. 35 rewards in super rare for 24 people that are registered. Obviously those registered numbers will the go register is going to go way up. Yeah. Way up. But I mean, this is the early, yeah. the early people who are looking at it, obviously, but you say it's going to go way up. I think it's going to go up, but will it go way up? I don't know. We'll see. And how many of those will be viable? So just right. like, that's the big the, question. The market of these next couple of days is going to be very, very interesting. I'm going to be watching closely to see like how much markup, is is like kind of the market can support and how much it depends on certain guys and which series like you said i said i was completely ignoring tampa bay guardians and then you said oh yeah i'm focused on the guardians so everyone's got their own different approach you know so we'll, well see. i just it have guardians yeah i have yeah. guardians in my common team so uh we'll see how that goes but yeah no i i think you're right and one thing to keep in mind here a lot of people do set their lineups day of to to make mm-hmm. sure they get the best starting pitchers or um, relief pitchers in there because, you know, you don't want to start a relief pitcher like Kenley Jansen. You can't really start this week because he's just pitched three days in a row. If anything, he might pitch the last day, but he's probably not pitching. You know, I don't think he pitched last night and I don't think he's pitching tonight. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's definitely something to keep in mind there is that it the number will jump right at the end. So whatever you see is probably going to go up by a 20 percent or so um, in, in the morning of Friday is what I would say. Um so that's an that's an interesting one to keep in mind there. Now, one thing that 
kind of does seem to be getting some traction or does seem to be getting a little bit of uh, some entrance in there is the common league is this new sports cards, nonsense uh, sponsored league. It's common only. And they're giving you basically the top 10% are going to win tier one commons, which is I, for me, I think that's massive, right? It It's very hard to win a tier one and it's pretty hard to win a tier two in the normal common league, just the way that they have it set up. If your team really has a good week, you win limited cards. And if your team has a pretty good week, then you're probably winning a tier tier three common. Whereas this one, uh, the top 10% are going to win a tier one. So I think that's massive. First off, right off the bat, we got to say that. Um, and then secondly, they have all these prizes for, you know, where you finish in each specific, you know, uh, round of the playoffs. So I'm trying to look here. The winner of the wild card and division series weekends will win two tickets to game four of either the AL or NLCS. Second and third place finishers will win an authentic MLB jersey of their choice. And then as it gets into the championship series, the winner gets two tickets to the World Series, which is pretty sick. Second and third get... I, I would rather finish second, to be honest with you. <laughs> second place gets a uh, Chipper Jones signed jersey. Oh, wow. And yeah, that's third yeah. base gets a Chris Bryant signed jersey. Would, if you're lucky enough to win, would you try to find the second place winner and trade your <laughs> World Series tickets for the Chipper Jones jersey? Uh, I don't know. I tried to win that Julio Rodriguez to win the World Series tickets before, and it went above my budget, which I was oh. a little shocked at. Um, I did win. We, we should talk about that as well. I did win... Um, I think it was division series tickets through that little promo that giveaway. Yeah, have they um, given you any uh clarification on that? It from what I understand from them, it's essentially you're gonna get an email that has two tickets to a random game during the during the the uh, division series, which is like, I mean, great, I guess. If if yeah. you give me Dodgers tickets, like I can't use that. I right. can't go to LA, you know. Right. If you give me like Cleveland tickets, I can drive to Cleveland. Toronto, I could probably drive to Toronto. New York, I could get there. Philly, I could get there. Atlanta would be cool. Obviously, that's my team. So, like, I try to make that work for sure. Um, but like, you give me Houston or Dodgers or Padres tickets, and I'm like, not, I'm not going to use them, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can't sell them. You can't, you can't transfer them. So it's like kind of, kind of a waste, you know. Whereas if it would have been something to the effect of. If you win Max Freed, you get Braves tickets. If you win, you know, uh, the one I won, I think, was Sir Anthony Dominguez. If you win Sir Anthony Dominguez, you get Phillies tickets. If you win, you know, whoever you win, you get that team, you know, home home game tickets to that team. Now, that gets dicey because the Phillies may not be in the division series and you might just get nothing. So, but I think if as long as you spell that out going in and you say, look, we're giving you division series tickets if the Phillies are in it, we'll give you tickets to, to that ballpark. Um, great. Like, uh, then I know to go after Max Freed because I want Braves mm-hmm. tickets, right? I know I don't care about, I don't remember who the Padre was that they had out there. Um, I know I don't care about that one because it's a Padre. I'm not going to go to that game anyway. So I, I, I think there was a better opportunity to do that, but I mean, the, the idea itself is still really cool. Like let's give them some credit for, you know, throwing out. Cause it, and we've talked about this too, even in soccer, you have to win a division, right? You have to, just like this one, you have to win. Uh, you have to win uh, this common league or you have to finish in the top three or something like that. Mm -hmm. You have to, to a certain degree, you have to get lucky to do that, right? Like you have to, your players have to perform on that week. Whereas this is no, it's all scouting. It's a hundred percent scouting and no luck whatsoever. 
Well, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> just it's not scouting. It's just, <laughs> Hey, I want tickets. So I'm going to pay for them. You know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. th- that's essentially what it is. Like it's, it's just how much do you want to pay as opposed to someone else? Which I, which I think is at least for me more fun. Um, because you, you kind of control your own destiny a little bit more. Whereas this is just kind of a random, it, it's, it's more random, right? We have no idea who's going to win week to week. Right. You can have the best team and not win. So, um, but yeah, the, uh, lastly, I, I guess I should finish up my thought here. World series winner, uh, comes away with a Ken Griffey jr. Signed Jersey. Second place gets Ronald Acuna and the third place gets Paul Goldschmidt signed baseball. Um, Nice. So some really cool prizes and some some awesome stuff here, and I think that's oh, that's great. awesome for on so rare to kind of partner with these guys and uh, and get some some signed merchandise out there, get some real world playoff tickets out there. Right. We've been talking about how it, this needs to. If you're not going to have ETH as a as a prize, you need mm-hmm. to have more real life experiences, and this is mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they're even. I think they must be listening to the pod because they're even doing the the VIP batting practice practice experiences, which is something we've been pitching. From the very, very beginning, when we first started speculating about things they could offer besides cards and ethos prizes, we said, if you can't do game tickets, let people come to batting practice. And all, lo and behold, it happened. So, hey, not, nice to know that people. In the we're not going to take credit, but we're definitely going to take credit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe someday we'll get the chance to ask uh, ask uh, someone at the company if that's uh, if that's how it worked out. But no, who knows? I, I think it's it's great. I, I do think there could be some better execution. It kind of sucks to win playoff tickets that you can't use. I mean, that's pretty right. lame, I guess. At that point, I guess I'm printing out the email and framing it and putting on my uh, in my uh, game room or my, yeah. my uh, dad cave or whatever you want to call it. Uh for sure. Like at least it's a memento that you can have. It'd be cool also if maybe, maybe it can't be transferable to another person, but maybe you could like, you could use tickets to go to any, if you want, let's say you, you know, living in Pittsburgh, win tickets to the Dodgers. If you could use those tickets to go to any Dodger game next season, you know, if, if you found yourself in LA, I don't know, just some way to add I mean, a little I still bit probably wouldn't use that. Prizes. I get way too close to Nashi, <laughs> and that's just, we can't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, no, I, and like it sucks that you can't transfer them because yeah, you right. know people in LA. You could just send it and say, "Hey, Nash, right. go to go to a, go to a game, game on, me. on me." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hundred percent. I get why they're not transferable, but maybe that's something they could work on for the future. Yeah, a hundred percent. And even even if it was something like, "Hey, where would you like to go?" Like, we can't mm-hmm. guarantee that you'll go anywhere, but like, if right. you want Braves tickets and we have Braves tickets, we'll just mm-hmm. give you Braves tickets. You know, right? Like, it's it's something to where there's not even any input at all from whoever wins it. It's just a pure random, right? Random number generator, right? Which I guess so that's yeah. what baseball is. So, I guess we can't complain. But I think it's it's a good first step. Uh, the, these type of giveaways in a couple in a year or two are going to look very different from what they're doing now. They're just kind of inching yeah. e- out into it. And so I just want to encourage it and say, like, I'm not going to complain 100%. too loudly because I I just want them to keep trying stuff in this vein and and hopefully expand it and make it even more usable. Hundred percent is this is definitely not complaining. These are helpful suggestions to mm-hmm. make this work better. Um, we definitely want to see more of this stuff. It's just how we're doing more of this stuff is is what we're what we're trying to you know kind of discuss. And I know something that you had just you had talked about here was that we had kind of come up with you know things that we could do to have you know batting practice on the field and sign jerseys and all that kind of stuff from the beginning. Uh, so we are going to definitely take some credit there, but one thing we can't take any credit for yet is uh, is getting some pictures on on the cards, right? Getting some collectible editions, 
getting some, you know, signed cards, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you've been kind of hammering that point home for, for a lot of the time. So they must be like selectively listening uh, and, and well, trying to pick and choose the parts they want. Well, you, you and I were talking. One thing we noticed this week is that so rare MLBs has some really cool graphic design stuff. If you follow their social media, Twitter, like they're always tweeting out these really cool graphics of like 3D, like incorporating the their cards into an action shot, into like a logo or a graphic with some kind of milestone. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'll let me look up the most recent one that was really cool. I think it was Pete Alonzo. They made a really cool one for recently. Yeah. So yeah, like awesome. it, it's like, can we take that stuff off from Twitter and and put it onto the cards? It, like, yeah, I, I think so we're kind of like the the they with with football cards, they kind of made it like the generic headshot card pictures. And so when ba- MLB came around, they're like, well, let's just make the MLB cards look like the football cards. But like, OK, so they got like uh, a Bo Bichette number one rank. He was the number one ranked uh, September player on so rare 354 from like so one weekend yeah they make this awesome graphic with like his headshot his card in 3d some designs and then this really cool like isolated shot of him in the in his stance you know leg cocked and like ready to just unload a powerful swing like why can't that picture be the picture on his card you know what i'm saying or even if it's a special edition like let's let's step up the the availability of cool looking cards, different looking cards, different than the headshots. That's, that's our next place for so rare to grow for sure. If you guys are listening. And I think for sure that's probably coming because I think that's something that everybody's kind of clamoring for and everybody is kind of on and clearly they have the talent to do it. Like we've said, these things look awesome that they're putting out on Twitter. So whoever the graphic designer is, so rare. shout out to that dude. He's Mm. killing it. Uh, right. we could, just want him. A, it could be a, a young lady as well, my friend. Don't, that's don't, true. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, whoever it is, he or she yeah. is is really killing their job. Um, but I think just move them from the from Twitter onto the blockchain. You know, exactly. that's all we need. Yes, that's please. all we need. Just a just please. a little job transfer. Um, and you talked about how Sower Football has some different designs. Like I know they did a ticket card. So like for this ticket giveaway you're buying a card to win tickets. It'd be cool if that card was, you know, in the shape of a ticket or had some sort of ticket, Mm -hmm. you know, theme to it. And then, you know, that's the card that won tickets to this game, whatever it was, as opposed to now I just have a random Sir Anthony Dominguez in my collection. It means so much more to you sitting in your uh, your collection. When you look at it, you're always going to have the memories of, of what you went through to win that auction, you know, and if you had gone to the game, and then you go to the game and you're like, yeah, this is the card that sent me to this game and I had this mm-hmm. wonderful time and it is life-changing and all this yeah. stuff. Like, I want to know which card it is. If I go buy another Sir Anthony Dominguez in the future. Right. Um, and you're like, which one was the ticket card? Is that yeah. right? You never know. Well, well you um, know what's going to happen. Your next your next uh, reward. The it's going to be Sir Anthony Dominguez. going to be Sir Anthony Dominguez easily. Yeah. That's a lock. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And they're in the playoffs. For sure, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely coming. Now... Another thing that would be cool is like moments that happen in real life too, right? Like sure. like Judge 61. Uh, Judge 61 would have been awesome to have, mm-hmm. you know, that unique even. Uh, I mean, I couldn't afford to ever buy that. But if they made that unique, like different because it, they released it for number 61, how cool would that have been? Right. Um, also, the the shot of Wayno and Pujols and Yachty all coming mm-hmm. off the all coming off the field at the same time. They played their first game together in 2005. Like they played in a game together in 2005. I'm trying to 
I was in like third grade. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think what I what I would pay to buy that card and then to export it off of so rare and burn it onto the blockchain and burn it so it never existed ever again. That that's what I would do with those three. It's cool. There's no but hard I, feelings I, there. I may just still be a bitter Rangers fan from 10, 10 years ago. But to be honest, I like the Cardinals always have kind of bugged me. I know there's a lot. I don't want to piss off any Cardinal fan listeners, but like, man, I just that you know, props to Yadier and and Albert and, and Wainwright. I mean, Albert left the team for a while and then came back. Just you know, I'm sure they've all forgotten that. But uh, cool that they got to retire together and all that. But um, yeah, Cardinal fans call themselves best fans in baseball and, you know, just like acting so high and mighty. It just Cardinal fans always think that they like run the show. It just it, it kind of irks me, I got to say. Nobody tell him what I'm doing tonight and go into the Pirates Cardinals game to literally <laughs> watch these three twos one last time. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think that'd be a cool moment to have uh, immortalized. And even if it's it's like a three person card, so I don't even feel like you could use it. And they're all three going to retire. So it's not like you could really mm-hmm. use it. I'd still buy it. It could be their I, first MLB cool. Legends card, you know, it, like in, it in Legends MLB card. Legends contest, you get the best uh, offensive. Uh, it's kind of like a Shohei Otani. It's like, it's like a Legends Shohei Otani for the yeah. Cardinals. Let's put it that way. You could, I mean, it doesn't even have to be usable though. Like it doesn't even have to be a legend for me to want to buy that because it's such a big moment. And if I'm a Cardinals fan, it's an even bigger moment, right? Like if, if they had a thing of, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, and Greg Maddox coming off the field at the same time. I would sell my house and go and buy that card. Like I would pay what it took. So let me let me ask you this, just because it inspires a question. It makes me think. Like, what is it? What's preventing you from going out and buying like a physical version of of a card like that? With a if it were to exist, does if it, if you if a card has no utility, if a so rare card has no utility, does it matter that it's a so rare card? I guess what I'm saying, like. Uh, could you be oh. a collector and like it's just it's just interesting like are we that kind of has so rare become that sort of ingrained in the way we think about collecting overall that like you just assume any anything you want to collect you need it to be on so rare to be part of your so rare collection it's just kind of an interesting question just kind of popped in my head that really is an interesting question and not one that i've really thought of i do have baseball cards i have soccer cards i have mm-hmm. football cards right um, I have a huge Clemson collection of of guys that played at Clemson, um, but that's it's not really something that Sober has leaned into or has done. And I know they want to kind of stay away from the investment aspect and the financial aspect of everything. And that's kind of one way that you can do it is lean into the collecting side of things and say, this is a collection game. If you're going to do that, you got to have these special edition. You got to have these mm-hmm. cool designs. You got to have it, like everything can't be the same. If you're going to say this is a collecting platform. Um, and then you could also lean into the fantasy side. You could say this is a fantasy game and you're, you know, collecting these cards to play fantasy and not necessarily to invest into trade like I do. Um, but yes, I mean, it, I, I'm so at this point, I'm so into so rare. I'm so like my brain just thinks so rare. Right. So if a card came out in the physical world that was like that and it came across, you know, my plate, I probably would still buy it. Would I pay as much as I would pay on a on a so rare card to have it in my collection on on so rare? Probably not. Like I think I'd probably pay more for the so rare version just because that's where most of my collection and attention is right now. So if I get a physical card it probably goes with my other collection and I probably don't have it in the front of my mind. Whereas if I get a so rare card, every time I go to set a lineup, it pops up with, you have this 
three-way like legend card that you can't use but it's still on here um it's just in the front of your mind and it just is so much more you know there's there's more to it than that so yeah i think it's an interesting question and it's not you know you could get into that space where you're kind of competing with tops and panini and all that all that kind of thing but i think that's kind of where i am at least i don't don't know what are your thoughts on that because that's a good question yeah, I think I need my so rare cards to have utility. Just I think the utility is kind of so baked into the cake on that one that it would just be weird to have. Uh, I remember for what they had the coaches cards in soccer and they had the Beckham PSG card that was kind of out there with no utility bef- even before they fully launched Legends. And I, I, I never had any in a Maradona also, I think, but I never really had any desire to go after those cards because I just think of Solar as a utility, as a collect. I'm Trust me, if you see what I've spent on Charlotte FC right. <laughs> cards, you you know that I, I believe in Solar's collectability uh, for the future, but I don't even as much as I've as, as a lot of those cards don't really have a lot of utility because I buy the bench guys purposely because of what team they play for. I'd mostly think of Sora as a utility based platform. And I, I don't think there's a ton of root. I don't think that's the direction to be growing in right now. I think they should keep working on like making the fantasy game great. And if they can add collectability games, like you said, and, and make a uh, gamify the collection af- aspect of it, if I could get some type of reward or bonus or or anything for the fact that I have, 50 cards from the same team besides just a couple of shop coins that don't do anything that they invented a year ago and never touched again then i might go for that but right as of now it still feels like utility is dominant uh reason to buy solar cards utility for sure is is the dominant reason um but i think it also varies by sport right like soccer i think is much more utility because no one really grew up collecting soccer cards right and just for me personally i've only been in soccer for you know, less than 10 years. So do I really care about David Beckham? No, not really. I mean, he, he kind of jumpstarted the MLS a little bit, but it's like, I wasn't really around for that. Like I didn't really watch him play for the LA galaxy. I, I mean, I know he's a great player and I've seen all the highlights, but it wasn't in the moment. It wasn't something that, and I wasn't a kid. It wasn't something that like really got me. Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, Raphael for call, mm-hmm. Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. Those guys are when I was a kid. And I thought, these dudes are gods. Like these dudes are the the absolute greatest ever. Um, so I think it just hits different with baseball as opposed to soccer. Just for me personally, like that's just where I'm coming from. Um, and it, and it'd be interesting to see how that kind of translates into basketball. And if basketball is more on the baseball side where it could be collectible, or more on the soccer side where it's just pure straight utility. Um, it'll be really interesting to see when they launch the new sport how oh, that yeah. market how that market goes because i have a feeling it's going to be more utility over collectability with it's got to be like a week or so away the launch of nba right i feel like they're just going to drop it on us at some point they have to have i i I can't see any way they don't have a commons only game up and running by october 18th when nba starts right the season is literally two weeks away yeah um so i don't know i mean they have to have some plan and they have to be ready to go for the season opener um, and that's kind of the way that it was with baseball, right? Whenever they started, it was commons only. So yep. you kind of figure it'll be commons only for basketball as well. Um, that kind of gets more into the the basketball side of things. So if you're interested in that, we have a brand new So We're in the States basketball podcast, uh, which should come out on Fridays. Uh, most weeks, they should have a pretty big guest on there this week. So hopefully you guys are tuned into that one. Uh-huh. Also, quick note. Blake Griffin? With- <laughs> It's definitely not Blake Griffin. He's busy <laughs> off with the Celtics or something. Um, no, but quick note on on the programming here. 
uh, we split so rare in the state soccer from so rare in the states baseball. So now they are on different feeds. So rare in the states basketball is also on a different feed. Um, so you'll have to go through and subscribe to each of those individually now. Um, and they, they, I, I don't know if it's showing on Apple as of right now today, it takes Apple like five to seven days in order to approve new shows. Um, so it may not be on Apple, but at least for the first couple of days, but it's already on Spotify. It's on, we're on actually way more platforms now than we were before. Um, so you should be able to find us pretty much everywhere. You just search sewer in the States and then whichever sport, soccer, baseball, basketball. So, uh, that's, that's the way to go and find things now. Uh, we'll also be doing some YouTube videos here. We already shot one for soccer, so uh, we should be releasing that pretty soon. It's an exciting time here at Sora of the States, doing a lot of stuff. All right. I think that's that's going to be pretty much it. I think we'll wrap things up here. You, you told me you had an issue with uh, with your relief pitcher selection oh. that you made. And I, I want to hear this story because apparently you would have won some some pretty big stuff had you gone the right way. Yeah, I messed up. It's it's I always like I like to I like to brag about my great performances here on the show. I'm sure no as they always say, no one cares about your fantasy team. But if you're listening to the show, maybe you care at least a little bit about hearing some of our, our results stories. So uh, I was lucky enough the Braves and Teoscar absolutely crushed it last week and, and got me up uh near the podium to fourth place in limited pro, which was great. Love to win a uh a big tier two rare reward in that regard, but I ultimately am going to rue what happened last game week because I was mulling a fit, sort of what I saw as kind of a close decision. Maybe some people would think I'm crazy, but in the super rare division, I could have either played a rare Logan Gilbert and a super rare Eric Swanson, who's kind of a middle reliever for the Mariners, who, you know, no real guarantee that he's going to get in. Or I could have played a super rare Jordan Lyles against the Yankees and a rare Kenley Jansen as my combo. So, Oh uh, my Lord. <laughs> so <laughs> I know it. I mean, I know it's, you never know what you're going to get with the closer, right? And the Braves are in this series with the Mets where they got to sort of go in and try to, it's, it's to win the division essentially. And it's like, yeah, they're probably gonna be tight games, but are they guaranteed? I know what you would have done as a Braves fan. You would have just jammed in Kenley. But to oh. me, Kenley did not seem as huge of a lock last week as I was looking at it ahead of the game week. And Jordan Lyles against the Yankees, I'm thinking this, you know, they're going in there. Judge is trying to break this record. I don't, the, the Yankees are heating back up again. I don't necessarily want to be throwing a starting pitcher in Yankee Stadium. So I'm like, all right, Logan Gilbert, he faces the A's. He's guaranteed to get me a nice, you know, like 30-point game, and Swanson might be able to come in and get 10, 15 points. I thought to myself, okay, that's where I'm going to go. I'm just going to take the safe play and go for it. Well, come to find out, Gilbert did pitch really well. Gilbert pitched eight innings, I think. He didn't get as many strikeouts as I was hoping for. He only ended up with like 31 points. Swanson never came in. It was just kind of a lost game week for him. But, you know, 30 points from your pitcher slots, you're thinking, okay, that, I did fit. I won a card, and in, in, I, I won 20th place. But the problem was – it, the, that two versus two decision, my bats all did really well and got me up there. That two versus two decision was a 75 point swing. <laughs> and it went, I went from, I, I got 20th place in super rare. I would have gotten first place. So I would have won the division. I, and the prize turned out to be a Shohei Otani super rare that I basically cost myself oh. by being a, a, a wimp and not, not trusting oh. Kenley to go in there. I mean, Kenley, when that has to be three saves in a row, I think he got 55 ish points. That's one of the highest scoring weeks for relief pitchers in, in this yeah, outside of Spencer Schreider. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. For a true relief pitcher. So, yeah, no, I mean like, look, I, I wasn't expecting Kenley to do that well, 
but I did expect the Braves to win two of these three games. And with the with Scherzer and DeGrom on the mound, I don't expect us to score a ton of runs. So that leads me to believe that Kenley is going to have two save opportunities, which yeah. he ended up having three. He ended up having all three. Um, so, yeah, I, should, I, I, st- I started him. my Kenleys <laughs> in all the biggest competitions, and I won two two rare cards. Yeah, he he won me a card. Yeah. He won me a card in rare All-Star. I mean, he, he didn't go to waste, but, yeah, definitely uh, could have been more. The, the woulda, coulda, shoulda beens are kind of like mm. what always – you know, whether or not you're listening and whether you were turned this off five forever. minutes ago and if you don't care about my stories, everybody's got their own stories. Like, so just kind of fun to think about the woulda, couldas and the, the things, the, the the philosophical question that comes out, out of it that anyone can answer is, what do you remember more, your big wins or your big losses? Obviously the big losses, unless you have a big win, you know? Yeah. Um, who did you end up winning from that competition? In the uh, Super Rare? Yeah. It was kind of not the worst card. I got uh, some playoff utility with another starting pitcher, Bailey Falter, for the Phillies. I I don't know if he's going to pitch in the playoffs, but he is he is pitching this game week. So that's uh, I was able to turn him around and use him in the very next this last game week of the regular season. So snuck a little extra utility out of there. But yeah, Bailey Falter versus Shohei Otani, not really uh, much of a. Uh, it doesn't look like Bailey Falter's had a sale. But okay. it, I mean, his rare got, price is 0.01. So yeah, I got an I got an offer on him today for 0.06, but I, I'm not selling. I, I have, 0.06. Yeah, that's yeah, a little low for a, yeah. for a super rare. Yeah, for a super um, rare, he's gonna start. What was I, the I, last Shohei Otani sale? Uh, I'm, I'm just you're doing you're doing this to me, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this out as best I can here. Um, mm, yeah. I, do you want to hear it or no? I'm gonna guess two ETH. 2.6. Uh, <laughs> 2.6. So, yeah, that was like a $4,000 oh, mistake, $5,000 mistake, some, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I would have, I would have kept the Otani. I, I doubt I would have tried to sell it. I think I would have just kept it. Happens like, to the best of us. But yeah. Um, yeah. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes you have those, those uh, decisions and, I'm famous. I mean, for those Jordan, Jordan Miles at Yankee those. Stadium. Are you re- after he's coming off a really bad start where he got chased in you know in the third inning? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's I I wouldn't have felt comfortable with that one, but yeah. Kenley for sure got to got to be somewhere. Yeah, but that was my um, only option. I only had I only had I had to have one super rare and one right. rare. That was that was my problem. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Um. So now actually, I have Bailey I, Falter. I I lied. I have I have one more topic to to consider to discuss here. Um, cause I have an idea we've, we talked about for, for a couple of weeks now, we've talked about different ideas for different competitions that Zora can run. And this one's totally off the wall. I don't know if this will be fun or not. I've not talked to anybody about this. I literally just came up with this. What if we had, what if we had a competition called home run derby and the only thing you get points for is home runs. That's it. It's normal game week. You can, you can start five hitters, eight hitters, even if you want to like a normal home run derby, you start eight hitters. And you only get competitions for home runs and you get more points for how long the home run goes. Now, oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Like, I love it. wouldn't I love that be it. so much fun? It should happen. Yeah. It's a great, great like, contest. I'd be so down for that. I got Schwarber. I got Giancarlo Stan. Like, let's go. Let, like, well, let's play this. If you talk to our friend of the show, Orange Fly, Bob Flynn, he he will tell you that the game is basically just chasing home runs anyway. Is, is the basically. It is. Win but like, let's lean but into I love it. The, I love the distance uh, modifier that you you tack on there. That makes yeah. it actually an interesting, distinct competition. Like the, the longer you hit it, the more points you get type yeah. of a deal. 
That'd like, cool. I think that would be sick if we could come up with something like that. Um, so just want to throw that in there at the end here. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for this week. I appreciate the time tripping. Have a good week.